the Ovix Podcast, with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode, actually episode 199 of the Upland Property Experts. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, and Thank Me Later is here after surviving a hellacious go-live week, so appreciate that. You recovered yet, or are you still dealing with issues? No, still dealing with issues. In fact, they wanted me to be on a call right now, and I told them I just got to wait for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get fired over this. Ain't nobody firing me over this. I'm. I already got calls from all my leadership. We crushed. It. I mean, it's been it's been long. Um, we've been working on uh, this massive deployment for about two years for a split of a multi billion dollar company. It's it's the largest deployment of this kind that's ever been done in our ecosystem. And so, being the architect and managing all of that for the last week. Um, with 24 by seven shifts to have two insanely huge multi-billion dollar companies go live on our technology um, with the support of, of people. It's been, in, it's been a lot. We're definitely not out of the woods yet. Um, so yeah, I am probably going to be more than a little out of it and it sucks because I missed our draft. I really didn't have time to get in on the totem stuff as much as I wanted to. Like there's been a lot um, I was really hoping uh, that I would have more time, but it has been nonstop with that. But no, no one's getting, if anything, I can promote it because we crushed <laughs> it. But like, I was just like, I need, I need some time. And so they actually think I'm sleeping right now. I was like, I, just, I was like, I'm not going to tell them what I'm doing, but I was like, I need to take a break uh, and uh, I'll be back. So they think I'm sleeping, but yeah. obviously I'm- this is pre-recorded. <laughs> well you can do that you can pre-record and schedule things to go live with Streamyard, so it's like you're live but you're not really live oh really yeah so what do they know well we are live i can see all of our people in chat what's up everybody Stop. so glad Stop trying to hang head. yourself i'm trying to give you outs and you just keep no 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 you know what that I've I've done my part. I've put in a hundred hours, and so I am not worried about that at all. It is Thursday night. It's my night to talk with my people, my community, and my friends. So, oh, it's your community, your people, not ours. We didn't build this together. It's just you. All about I'm you. Talk- <laughs> I'm talking about anyway, and you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, sorry, I, I couldn't well, help it. <laughs> well, glad we got we got Eric Cassidy. We got the Hyde Park Ninja Boys in the house. JT Zilla's back. I missed you, girl. Where were you last week? I needed that face. I needed that positive energy. But I'm glad you're here now. Lily Field in the house. What up, Oakloff Lobston? Oakloff, what's up? Yeah. Now we do a lot, lot to cover. 
uh, since the last episode, we had the stock car release, and that was interesting in itself. The totem sales, we had the Upland Fantasy League draft that TML missed. Uh, Wolf Warner helped fill in. You know, it was, Mars was traveling, and he didn't have his stuff to stream, and you missed it. So it, it was, we tried to make do, but it wasn't as entertaining as when you're there to talk your randomness, and Mars is there, so... Next yeah. year, as always, next year. And Wolf, Wolf, man, you guys thought I had problems. Got to check out Wolf Warner, dude. Dude takes it to a different level than me. So, no, and oh, dude, Franklin, I need my boy Jason Burrow back. <laughs> I need Jason. I don't feel good about my lucky charm. And he and he even said it. He goes, "I'm drafting Jason Burrow just so thank me later doesn't get him." <laughs> Dang, that's brutal. How you out there hate drafting? <laughs> he was hate drafting. He hate drafted. Absolutely. Um, and then we got the market updates, and it's the beginning of a new month. So we have the sales data from last month, and we compiled that. I didn't get a chance to dive as deep as I wanted to, but we do have numbers. We do have things to look at. Very cool. So definitely we'll jump. Oh, and then also the Upland Racing League. They have a race tomorrow. They're back from their two-week hiatus, and they'll be racing tomorrow. Also, their Speedway got approved, so definitely go stake on their Speedway. Yeah, and and they're working on building that out. Also, I'll throw this in the front of the episode. If you are into FanDuel and want to do a $5 little tournament on Sunday... Go ahead, hit me up, send me a DM, because we got a little Upland Fantasy uh, Addicts fan dually going on. $5 entry fee, top uh, three teams take home prize money. So, And if you're not part of FanDuel, let me know, and I'll get you a referral code so uh, we can get both bonus deposits. I got right. problems. Is that is that just another place where you go to lose at Fantasy League? Because that's all you do in the main league. So. <laughs> You win one year and you think you're the greatest. I mean, you don't win any year and you seem to think you're pretty good. So uh, I don't know. I won the year before you. I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't, it's right there. There's proof. <laughs> there, there is proof on the internet that it's there. I hey, do know that. Uh, all I know is who's the last champion. That's it. Like, when did you win last? Was it before me? Well, then get up on it. Like, I don't know what you're doing. We'll get up on it. Season kicked off. It's going on right now, so so we'll definitely get up on that. All right, let's get into this because I know we got a lot to discuss. Dizzy's out of control today, man. <laughs> All right, dizzy right now. Market update: September seventh, twenty twenty-three. Top ten city floors in Upland. Comparing prices from this week to last week. Pretty Ooh. solid week on the Upex floor. Not real much going on. Santa Clara, there was a deep discount last week, and it jumped back up this week. Or I fat-fingered something and doing the data. Um, interesting. Interesting to see Santa Clara. It's a nice bump on Santa Clara. And, the, yeah, the Arlington. Arlington seemed to, to – that's probably – maybe that's Somebody an anomaly. I'd be curious out. if that's – It was one property. Yeah, that makes sense. But you capture the data as is. I'm not going to. Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, who's playing tonight? Is that like a sports ball question? Yeah, it's a sports ball question. Oh. and People um, play today? It's Thursday. Yeah. Oilers versus Supersonics. That's a great guess, Umbrella Boy. 
Man, that sounds like like almost like a, a dinner order. Something oily from Supersonics. Um, Detroit versus Kansas. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Shaq hooked Shaq? her up. I didn't, I didn't even know Kansas City had a football team. Oh, wait. Are they the Chiefs? Yes, they're the Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Oh. Imagine that. <laughs> now, I know you're going to be sad. San Francisco, the Genesis City, has fallen out of the top five. They are now number six. Tokyo surpassed them. And they also Dang. dropped a little. You know what, though? Um, I'm okay with that from a total floor perspective because I want Upland to keep up in the floor, right? So you might see that, like, and I can appreciate San Francisco, and you go, oh, well, it's dropped. That's not a bad thing um, in my mind because since it's a newer city, I want them to release more and more expensive cities. Because as those cities have floors that are higher than San Francisco, that should encourage the floor of San Francisco to start getting up there as well. So when we look at the actual markups, like I can guarantee that Tokyo is not sitting at a 2 to 5x markup like most of the properties in San Francisco are. So again, the floor just in a solid number and not with a markup might be a little misleading here. And in fact, I view this as good. I want Tokyo's, I would expect Tokyo's floor to be higher than San Francisco, just like I expected London's to be higher than San Francisco's. That's what I want. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because keep in mind, you could buy properties in San Francisco for 500 UPEX. <laughs> like, and you could buy a lot of them for less than 5,000 UPEX. Like there was tons of sub five thousand upex properties in San Francisco, oh, so yeah. like I'm not. I want I want I want the new tier one cities to be in that twenty thirty thirty five thousand floor uh, because that will ultimately drive San Francisco up. So I mean, you could see it actually went up in U.S. dollar, a little bit down in upex, but not not mar- not significantly enough that I would be worried about it. Uh, so, yeah. And, and I got to go check the formula, what happened there. London's UPEX floor price is 36890 That's not Rutherford's. For some reason, that didn't follow London when, I, I don't know. I, I'll look into it, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was just looking at that, and that's wrong. But London's at 36890 Santa Clara's at 26990 So, it's kind of off. I had to do the data this week. Um, just Justin had... Uh, Work meetings, and I totally get that. So, and then I was trying to get um, get um, some other. Umbrella data. boy asked a great question that I think we could field here. Uh, be curious your thoughts. I obviously have opinions. Uh, unless you're making a treasure map, why would you buy floor properties? Uh, too stupid. What do you think? Why is that a true statement? Are you saying yeah? Unless you're making a treasure map, don't buy floor. What are your thoughts? Um. To me, it's not about buying the floor prices. It's about buying the best deals. Some people just don't know, and they search for an area that has, you know, they just click on it and search for the cheapest property in the area, and they go ahead and buy it. There's amazingly people that still don't know about a lot of the third-party tools like UpEx World out there to help you find the deals. Um, 
So one, it's not knowing that there's tools out there because they're not involved in Twitter or Discord or anything like that. They just log in and collect their OPEX. So that could be one reason you're buying the floor uh, other than making your treasure maps. And, and a lot of people are quitting that now. Uh, and I actually saw that. I saw a decrease in my sends, the amount of OPEX I was earning from my sends last month for the month of August. It actually my earnings for the month dropped for the first time in a very long time. I've been steadily being steady or slightly increasing and it was plus or minus just a little bit, but it was a significant, well, I wouldn't say a significant drop last month, but you could tell it was affected because not as many people were treasure hunting. Interesting. So we got uh, some, some of our audience has, has chimed in. I'll pull up some of their comments here. Uh, Keith says people pulling out money. Um, so I guess uh, flipping the UPEX floor for cash. So that might be a reason to buy the UPEX floor for cash. Um, uh, Ockliff says that they pretty much only deal with the floor uh, unless they are looking for yields. Lily uh, Field says future sales are easier and better profit margins. Uh, often also got a shout out. More cheese, our girl. More cheese in more the cheese house. More cheese in the house. Um, and Zany Sox says, I, I'll buy the floor and flip for USD when I want to get cash out of the game. Uh, our our boy, Zaddy D, uh, <laughs> <laughs> increasing overall upsquare in various cities. Might like properties IRL. Some send fees. Get some yield neighborhoods. Node participation. Uh, Funky Beach says, no, treasure maps. Um, and so, honestly, I I think that those are all really valid points. I definitely think that being on the floor is probably the highest uh, turnover like and the easiest kind of sell because, again, not everybody uses the third parties. If you just kind of search an area and do cheapest, that's what you're going to find. So from a visible visibility and sales perspective those are likely going to have higher churn if you are buying the floor it's kind of like a stock right like if you think about it if you shift your thinking in floor properties are kind of like buying stock in a city so when you're buying it you're saying hey on the floor if i buy a property for this is how i think about it i should say so if I'm buying properties in San Francisco for 17,000 UPEX, do I think long-term that it's going to sell for more, like that floor is going to rise? If I think it is, then I might invest in that and say, hey, I'm going to buy the shares in San Francisco right now at a, at a minimum of 17,000 um, UPEX. Something like that uh, is just another way to look at it. But I, I, think, I think everything that was said is, is very valid and some great insights onto why people do that. Absolutely. And thanks for everybody's like comments. That that really helped. That was a great question and great community participation. Yeah, I love that. I liked buying backwards houses and flipping them. <laughs> I don't, I don't, there are I don't backward houses. I like like I appreciate like the the syntax of that sentence just being a little funny of like buying backwards houses and flipping them like do you flip the back like you're not buying the house and then flipping it so it's forward. You're trying. You're saying you flip it as anyway. Yeah. Well, I well done, that. Ninja. I see what you did there. We see well that. Done. I see you, Ninja. 
Ah, uh, and it's too late. It's too late. I had, I was looking for that. <clears throat> we see you. You're, re- you're, you're right on with people unaware of info out there. Yeah. And again, so that's definitely, like, that's a huge factor. It's why the floor is always going to be a nice place to play with high turnover because that's the, before anybody knows about any third-party sites, boop, it's right there. Holy, Holy poop. Yes, yeah, that's a great, um, buy something for $4 and be able to flip it for thirteen six sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah, no, and so... That's definitely I like I like the idea from a USD to UPEX. Like that's a great way to do it for sure. Yeah. Oh. Now this is August 2023. Uh, top UPEX sales per city. Um, we have the total transactions along with the total sales in UPEX value. Of course, Tokyo secondary market. They had the thrifty trader. Tokyo was released, so of course you know you're going to see a huge spike there. At, 200, almost 237 million UPEX in total volume. And, and then the next one is Los Angeles, just at about 83.5 million. And they have, I mean, that's still a high volume, 3,728 transactions. And Queens oh, had, for sure. And Queens had 3,400 transactions. Yeah, I know. I was rushed doing it. I will fix it next time. Yeah. <laughs> No, so it is, I mean, that is really kind of cool to see from a, from an L.A. perspective. I mean, that's a tremendous uh, amount of volume going through there, even though, I mean, it's it's one of the older um, Tier 1 cities, right? I mean, L.A. was kind of, I think, like the last big Tier 1 that got released. February in- 22. Well, in in the U.S., was yeah. there a, was there a big tier one in the U.S. since L.A.? Not after L.A. We've been international. Yeah, so I mean, that's to me. I like to see that. I know we give L.A. kind of crap for being really unminted still, uh, but there are some incredibly powerful nodes in L.A. Shout out to Hyde Park Ninjas uh, among the many. Uh, and so it doesn't surprise me to see that transaction volume and their total sales uh, be high. And the, the thing is, it's not burners. So like when I look at Detroit with like 4,400 or Sao Paul at 3,000, even Chicago, like those are going to be a lot of burner properties, I feel like. It's not going to be um, nearly as much like juicy deals, right? Or like, look at Manhattan, 181. So like a fraction of the number of transactions, but still making it up there in total volume. Um, You know, like say it's got what? One-tenth of Rio de Janeiro's total total transaction volume, but 95% of the sales volume, which to me, again, mirrors the reality that Manhattan, super high prices, but very slow moving. Right, 101, 181 total transactions is a very small number. So if you are investing, and I'm using air quotes here because I hate the I word in relationship to this game, but if you are investing in Manhattan, just know that that's probably going to be a slower turnover than some other places. Absolutely. And I know the one that everybody wants to see is the U.S. dollars. Oh, so 
Nothing surprising. Tokyo clearing $63,000 with their 1,816 transactions. Wait a second. Hold on. Is this, hold on. Can you go back to the previous slide real quick? Yeah. So they had 10,000 oh. total transactions. So that's, so it's, so that is total UPX transactions. I'm only yes. saying that because Manhattan, it's weird that Manhattan had 181 UPX transactions and exactly 181 USD transactions. I know. I thought it was kind of interesting itself. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, no, so that's what I was seeing. That was the only number I had remembered. Oh, they had a 191, so they had, oh, 10, 191. They had 10 oh, okay. more U.S. dollar sales and UPEX sales. Gotcha. Okay. Still, again, the smallest number by far um, among any of them, and yet one of the highest total vol- uh, total sales. I like to see that. L.A., again, crushing it. Almost 3,000. But Tokyo, that's kind of cool. Like, if you look at Tokyo versus L.A., LA definitely is one of the cities that I think their their USD is like forty five percent of mint or something, right? Like there, that's one of the the cities that sells consistently for USD significantly under mint yeah. um, for flips. So that doesn't surprise me either. But it's also good to know, hey, forty six grand of volume out of LA, like that's. Not shabby in a month. No, not at all. And then, uh, and if you look at it, there were 14,806 USD transactions on the secondary market last in the month of August. And they, they ended up having a grand total of $232,656.41 in U.S. dollar transactions. And what was the total USD number of transactions? Uh, 14,806. So think about that. 14,000 and how many active players do we think we're at? It, it says there's about t- between twenty-two and 27,000 unique wallets interact in a 24-hour period. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it is interesting. I mean, when you think about like the... The number, I mean, that means on average, like one out of like every two people is doing USD transactions. One of every two active players is actually participating in USD sales, right? That's really good to me. Like, I like seeing that. And that's kind of surprising when you think 14,000 USD transactions, and then you look at something like the uh, totem sales, or any of these other bigger sales that have like about a thousand items available, like you have still a significant portion of people that are really heavily involved in property trading, buying and selling like the core functionality of Upland um, at a significantly higher volume than are maybe starting to do some of these secondary features like racing and the totems and stuff like that. And we see Detroit made the top 10 in uh, total sales value. We know burners were running through Detroit. That's usually the go-to city for burners. But still not bad. It, the average sale, with you know, if you divide the over $200,000, $230,000 in sales and divide that by the total transaction numbers, the average transaction is $15.71. Across all, across all cities? Across all cities for the month of August. 
I mean, that's huge because when we look at it, you know, I think when, when we talk about USD sales and when we think about especially like burners and some of the smaller properties, I think most people are assuming, like me, that you're going to get $3 for your properties. Well, based on the numbers, on average, you will get a lot more um, depending on what you have. So that's really encouraging. I think your average transaction volume would definitely be something to, or the average transaction value would actually be a very interesting stat to kind of track over time. So I, I definitely like that. I think we should definitely track that. Yeah, I'm collecting that data right now. Working with yeah. old Bob. Um, Manhattan had the highest average sale price at $141.55. That makes sense. It, it does. And then even though, and I know they're not buying burners in London, the average sale price there was $53.23. Wow. Yeah. And Tokyo's average price was $34.82. What about San Fran? San Fran's average was $18.72. Okay, so slightly above average, uh, above the larger average. But again, I, I go, considering the original mint price, um, you know what would be an interesting thing is if we got, if we took all of the properties and then figured out what the average cost per up square was per city. Ooh. Because then that could tell us, like, because I bet, I, I'm curious what the average cost per up, original mint per up square was for all of San Francisco versus Manhattan versus LA versus Tokyo versus London, right? Like, we should see that the average cost per up square continue to increase. And I don't know that we've ever actually done that, but that would actually be pretty easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know what? If somebody wants to do that, I, I will give I will give somebody a uh, a test tube statue if somebody goes and just gives me the average cost per up square of every city. Ah, oh, crap! I forgot to give out. We announced the winners last week. Forgot to give out some uh, some prizes this week. So some people didn't. Well, get up. Yeah. Oh, you owe you owe two OG anvils anyway. But I mean, uh, two test tubes, by the way. <laughs> yep, just having yeah. done that. Uh, now, the interesting thing is, if you want to look at the median sales price in San Francisco, it was $8. Uh, median sale price in Manhattan was thirty nine ninety, And in London, you were looking at a median sale price of twenty eight seventy four. Yeah. I wonder how many San Francisco properties have never been sold or traded. Interesting. Uh, that's again, like that is technically a stat we could probably figure out. So you could figure out like essentially number of properties that have had no transactions other than the original mint. I'd be curious. What would that tell you? I guess how many people are hodling? I don't know. I have to think on that. And I, I did forget to mention when we were on the UPEX slide that 31,073 transactions on the secondary market happened in August in uh, UPEX. For a grand total of seven hundred and forty-five million fifty-three thousand eight hundred and sixty-one upex. And what was the average upex? Well, it's not that. I don't think that that's a true statement, Umbrella Boy. Because, for instance, I own—I don't know how many San Francisco. I own proper- a thousand San Francisco properties. Yeah, I mean, I own. I own. I believe a couple thousand San Francisco properties. 
And most of them are ones that I originally minted. So it's... TM owns almost all of EV, and he still plays. And that's yeah, so like three thousand. It's it's kind of a hard metric because I I mean you're probably right. A lot the OGs are holding San Francisco down. Dizzy bought some OGs out, so he holds a lot in San Francisco. Yeah, you can look at Upex World and see the top twenty five um, property holders. Well, yeah, but that's like I gotta tell you like who's hodling right because there's some new players that came in and started buying buying in aggressively i mean it's really just who's the ogs right like i can tell you for instance the turbo who isn't like super super active he's like the number one holder of um 2019 the the inaugural properties right yeah the 2019 so he was like one of the ogs and i think he owns like 80 percent or something of all of the inaugural 2019 properties. Um, and and so... Recurrier, June June, um, Z Hidalgo, you got some big holders there. Kent, Kenny. Um, Kenny, yeah. Kent, is Kent in there? Oh, yeah. He, he had a bunch of San Fran. Which one of those don't I like? Which one? Who are those? I always mix Kent. them up. You don't like Kent. I don't like Kent. Oh, that's right, because Kenny is uh, the, the EOS writer anyway. Yeah. I like I like. I, I like Ken. Uh, I, just for the record, I don't actually not like Ken, but I was trying to think like he was the one that we had like uh, a beef with. <laughs> yeah. He was – because wasn't he super greedy on the uh, – uh, on, on the landmarks where you had the uh, – Landmarks. You got three landmarks in San Francisco. He worked his way into three landmarks. He was buying votes. Yeah, that's right. He was buying votes. Yeah. What percentage of active players were around during the the mint of San Francisco? I'd say, ooh. Well, I mean, I can tell you that it was probably, I mean, we could probably see how many accounts were created. I mean, the thing is, it took San Francisco a little while to mint out. Yeah, it did. Because it took until, um, until Manhattan. So, like, until after Manhattan. Well, it, meant, it was after it Manhattan, out. and it was during the New York boroughs releases. Yeah, so like more like a lot of people were there during like I think a lot of the I think like that is a true oh you know what though that is kind of a you know what that might be like the new cutoff of like OG. are you an OG? Like that's how you know if you're an OG. Did Could you, you mint, mint San Francisco? Did you mint San Francisco? Do you have a like are you an original mentor of a San Francisco property? Honestly, Upland Badge opportunity. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> badge course. opportunity. Course, Did you mint a property in San Francisco? I think I think we deserve a Genesis Minter badge or something. I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah. 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 Show, some love. Show some love for the players who got in early on the OG city. Let's go. I mean, and then to myself and thank me later there there's ogs to us that were there in november december of 2019 you know the turbo dizzy kent kenny you know a, a lot you know yeah uh mr monopoly, mr. monopoly. Yeah. like the ogs like the original 21 club green like turtle i mean you still had green turtle still marlin oh yeah that's true green turtle um, still active yeah 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 so I mean, yeah, it is kind of funny to think about, um, you know, when we joined, we didn't, we were like, oh, I almost felt behind because I remember, I remember like fighting to catch up to some of these guys of like, oh man, they were like really, 
you know, some impressive stuff and some really cool stuff. So, yeah, I would say I think that's the new status. I think I think at this point, if you minted in San Francisco, if you can if you can wear that cap that I minted in San Francisco before it sold out, you're an OG at this point. Yeah, that, that still puts you. I think it was like mid mid 2021, you know, probably around this time, 2021, that San Fran sold out. Yeah. Because wait, was it before? It was definitely before Genesis. It was, was it before the first first in-person Genesis week? Yes. It was after the first in-person Genesis week. Huh? No. No. They only had two in-person Genesis weeks, so yeah, yeah, it was yeah, before the first in-person Genesis week. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the first Genesis week, when they give away the Genesis property... Yep, with the rings. ...would not have been in-person. Yeah. So it was after that. Yep. So you had the 2020 Genesis week, the 2021 Genesis week. San Fran sold out. You had the 2022 Genesis week, and we just had 2023. Gotcha. Little history. Yeah, no, I like that. And yeah, shout out. I think we have everybody, everybody's in agreement that there should be an OG badge because they have the founder badge. So if you minted one of the um, 2019 like inaugurals, you got a founder's badge, which is super cool. I don't think either one of us have that badge. Nope. Um, it's a really cool crown. Um, so yeah, Upland, if you're listening, the community is around giving an OG style badge or something to players who minted. Oh, you know what? You know what? Upland should offer a badge for each city if you mint in it before it sells out. Ooh. You just That's want more badge. Well, you haven't minted in a lot of cities, so you'd be missing. You would be threatened with your top badge holder status if they did that. I think, well, what cities are sold out? Well, that's true. I think I've minted in most. Yeah, because you got the partial releases. Um, Yeah, so maybe not. But definitely San Francisco, I'm on board. I think that there should be an OG badge of some kind. Recognized players that minted in San Francisco before it sold out. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot of badges. That's fair. Yeah, uh, top three places to take advantage of buying for U.S. dollar and selling for UPEX. That would be Arlington, London, and Tokyo. I'm going to breeze through a couple of these really quick because we've been on the secondary market for 34 minutes. Well, not about 30 minutes. Lowest places, Detroit, Rio, Rutherford, easiest place to buy for UPEX and sell for U.S. dollar. But Mm -hmm. Rutherford will be a little slower. Oh, that's true. We always forget Fresno. Because that yeah. Fresno, the Fresno release actually locked a bunch of San Francisco properties in for FSA. When they announced FSA, mm-hmm. they like uh, made a, a handful of San Francisco properties FSA. It's interesting. They're Lily Field in there saying uh, that their hubby got in late, but those FSA, they got in some spots. So that's interesting. Nice. And then... Uh... The floor cities. Detroit's the only one under five thousand UPEX. Everybody's at the three dollar holler for the US dollar floor. $3 and everything's green. Hey, we like green. Yep. yep. All right. So stock cars. The the bundles were released. Um they went quicker than I thought they were gonna go. 
They weren't quick. Um, they were they were a hot commodity. That's for darn sure. Yeah, they oh, wrong way. They had the the different tiers. You know, the the fifty at fifty dollars. That was going kind of slow. And I and I thought, wow, they priced that really well. The fifty thousand outbacks they were moving at a decent pace, but there were only fifty. And that's the guaranteed stock car pro series pass, which guarantees you a stock car. Um, and then it also gives you the 30% chance for a driver block explorer and great pack to get. And you had six items per bundle and I missed out on both of them. I got a stock car pro box and then I got a couple starters and then I picked up a handful of essentials. I was not lucky enough to get a pass and I actually spent more than I budgeted for it. Because after our show last week, I really understood, you know, the impact, the utility, and being the first in Upland that it's these things were finally relevant. Yeah, I also, I did not get lucky in my queues at all. I think I got uh, an Essentials and a, a Starter Pack. I don't even think I got a Pro, and I definitely didn't get a Stock Car Pass. Um, I have since bought two of the driver block explorers in the secondary market just from pure speculative perspective what was the markup on it a lot, a lot. i think i was paying like two hundred thousand for them Ooh. But, yeah but it could be worth it yeah i don't think it will be but i just wanted to have them just in case i'm not going nuts on it i got two I don't feel great about how much I paid for them, especially considering there is a huge amount of them. Each one only has like 30, um, between like 30 and 40, I think. But there's like, I don't know, 15 of them or something. So the total number is still fairly high. They haven't officially announced any actual utility for them or how it'll interact. So it's very speculative that it'll have some like additional benefit to racing, specifically for stock cars. I haven't picked up any of the passes. Have you looked at any of the passes on the secondary market? Like, what are those going for? That's on my list to do tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that's on, that's on my list to do tomorrow. What about the audience? You got, uh, oh, she's got lucky and got a pass. What is, does anybody know what the um, the passes are going for on average? Like, are there different, I haven't even looked at, like, what kind of passes there are. I assume that it's. 150? Disney said 150,000 for a pass. That's All not right. bad. Oh, $150? Oh. 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 So that's probably like 250,000 UPEX then. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, the pass says it's good for a memento, spotlight, or a chance to buy a car. Ooh. Now that's interesting. So like if you turn it in... Yeah, like you either get a memento, a spotlight, or or a car spot. Like here's your ticket to buy a car. That's mm. interesting. Now I was worried. Up uh, Goldsmith says Upland only get me one of those bundles. Queuing Indeed. system hates me. Um, I was first in line for the stock car pro, and I was like, great, I'm going to miss out on the totems, and. I, I haven't been first in line for anything in Upland since they went to the queue system. So I was like yeah. excited, but then I'm like, great, I'm going to miss on totems. But then I ended up getting first in line for the Upex totem. 
Must be nice. Hey, I, it was a little victory. Wanted to celebrate. Jeez. Oh, hey, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I would, or I, I assume we're going to talk about the, the totems yeah, next. We'll, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that next. Yeah. 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 So oh, this is cool. I, I'm trying to warm up to the stock car series stuff. I don't, again, it's, I think we're definitely getting to a point where, and I mean, I think we've been there for a while, where you can't do everything in Upland. Like, you're going to have to start picking the activities you are interested in, um, what kind of legit you want to follow, what kind of sports, what kind of racing, what kind of things. Like, I don't think it's going to be possible for everyone to keep up with everything. It's not, it, it first of all, it gets very expensive and time-consuming. So, um, hey, Jose, Jose okay. and what a oh first oh, first first time get it there. love it um uh, oh why am i oh, echoing do you i don't hear echo? an echo okay wait you got a stock car driver pro too cheese crushing it cheese nice cheese yeah, absolutely. So this is something to continue to follow and watch and watching how this provides more utility and actually something to do. Mystery Pass Sale, Chapter 1, September 4th. Uh, it was delayed. They really didn't say too much about the delay other than, hey, it was delayed and it, it went off smooth. I was actually surprised at... The rate that they were going by, it was, I thought it was going to go quicker. And to me, I, I know in our text thread earlier leading up to the sale, we were concerned that there weren't going to be enough, that the Upland really messed up with the estimate of 5555 And I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know that I was saying that they really messed up. I was just, I was worried in general, like it did feel like not enough. I don't know, drastically lower, but definitely concerned, especially when we saw the, the wait times, right? Yeah. Like the wait times came out. Like, I don't think anyone had a wait time more than like an hour after the sale that I saw. Um, I, I don't know that anybody, I don't know if anybody captured a non-registration wait time. So if you didn't register what your wait time was, um, but I was surprised at the wait time seemed relatively low. Like in the car ones, we were seeing things in the days, right? Right. Uh, so I don't know if they like tweak their algorithm or what. But I will say I think majority of people. It could be the pricing. I, I think it, but I think it hit the right. I, I like that pricing. I like the I like it and I don't because it's one of those things where like if you just and you look at the holistic of Upland, like 50,000 UPEX, 50 US dollars, like that feels like, oh, hey, that's like a solid middle. But then when you stop, when I stop and take a step back outside of our Upland bubble, right? So here's the thing that we put our Upland lens on and go 50,000 UPEX, that's nothing, especially when some of us make you know, a million plus a month and $50. Like we're like, Oh, $50. Well, crap. We paid 
$2,000 for a car, right? Like $50 doesn't seem like a lot. But then when you go outside of the, the Upland ecosystem, $50 is what I paid for Diablo 4. Like, wait, hold up. That's how much I paid for an entire AAA video game. Like, and we're talking about one item of a subset of a game. So like when you put it in that perspective, you're like, oh, holy cow, you're buying an entire video game worth of value in a single item. So yeah, probably selling that is going to be a little like that's. And what I think that price did, it just wasn't, it just wasn't something where it's, you know, everybody can get one and people aren't going to pay attention and nurture it to create the protom and develop it that way. This gives the ability of people that are actually going to be active, taking care of it. And because remember, this is an experiment. Upland is trying to figure out how STEM is going to work in the future. And this is part of their experiment. They need people interacting and working on these cycles and that's going to help develop the future of the game. I saw some ridiculous posts on Facebook that there's going to be 19,000 of it and it's a ripoff and they're going to be useless, but you're part of Upland history right here. You're helping to develop the future of the game with how you're going to treat your totem. Yeah. And also there's some things that I don't think we've talked enough about that I think are, are really understated in this scenario. So from a pass perspective specifically, so these mystery passes, one thing we don't know yet um, is when you when you turn in your pass, you're going to get your totem. With that totem, you're also going to get a preset amount of protom. Now, what I'm interested to know is when you trade the totem, does that pre, like, like let's say it came with one totem and, and one protom. When you trade the totem, does that base amount of protum go with it? Because I think logically, if it if it mirrors stem, it won't, which is very interesting because then in theory, if you don't have any protum because you didn't open any of these mystery packs and you get a totem, you might not be able to activate or it could take a lot longer for it to activate. Um, and so... That's going to be interesting. And then just from the fact that when you redeem one of those passes, you're going to get the totem and a preset amount of protom, which we know Upland has said will convert one to one to the life token once that's there. So what are you doing? <laughs> Clicking things. Jeez, old Pete. Um, and so I do think... Just from that perspective, it's probably worth the the fifty, especially in Upex. Like, I have not been. I bought one. So for me, I know a lot of our listeners were able to get both a USD and an Upex one, which is awesome. Congrats! I was only able to buy a USD one. I did shell out the money. It when I stopped to think about it, it kind of hurt a little bit. Of like, oh, this is an entire video game worth of you know, paying for this. But at the end of the day, like I'm buying them heavily marked up in UPEX now, but I think I have three or four. I'll probably try to grab a couple more for this release before they get converted. But um, yeah. Yeah. And 
that's a great analogy and a way to think about it is the price of the video game and interesting to see just how it all plays out. There's going to be four more releases after this. I was surprised at how many people were able to get two and how many people came so close to getting three on the initial sale. Yeah, which again, kudos to the Upland team. I mean, I think I think at least a lot of us from the show were kind of like skeptical, like, man, these but when you stop again, like for us, the $50 range is something we are very comfortable paying. But when you think about trying to convince a thousand people to, to pay $50 for a single item, you're definitely not going to get as many speculators who are just buying um, and trying to flip them because it, it's a big chunk uh, for people. So I, I do think the price and the volume is probably right on par the markups right now I'm seeing are like a uh, hundred dollars and a hundred and fifty thousand upex, I think, something like that. Uh, so it is it is kind of a high markup. It'll be very interesting to see as the chapters are revealed and as the functionality and things get revealed, what happens to the price of not only these of not only these pieces, but also of the, the future sets, right? Because I suspect that the market will quickly saturate. And depending on how complex the mechanics are of converting um, and doing the actual protom activity and how tedious that is, I think that's going to impact heavily on how much people want to keep buying. You see the fans like the beep. No. <laughs> cheese likes the beep because she's a troll. And she loves trolling me. Uh, um, does your totem die if you don't maintain it? Um, no. no. So Upland answered that. Not... It doesn't die. But it you... just becomes inefficient. Yes. So as I understand it, um, like if you're able to keep up with its maintenance, it will produce the maximum like optimal amount of protom for it, which again, we, we haven't seen all of the variations, but my guess is, if I just look at standard gaming mechanics, it would be like your your fuel tank, so how much protum you can put in, the the rate at which it converts your protum through, the efficiency, so if it goes like one to one or one to 0.5, uh, and then the, the results tank probably, so how often you have to click it. I would imagine that those are going to be some of the uh, characteristic variations we see, but... Um, and I hope I do a good job of raising my, <laughs> I will love you are, yes, you, there you go. And they talked about there's only going to be about three cycles and it's still subject to change, but they, they total feel, cycles are like three cycles that cycle between three cycle, three cycles for the totem. That's, that's then their initial, then it's inert. Oh, it's pretty, it's a pretty long decor. Hmm. Because remember, it's an experiment, and then no, no, no. I know. I'm just trying to think. Like that isn't that changes my evaluation, my value on them quite a bit. But how long's a cycle? You don't know. Is it two? Doesn't weeks? matter. Is it, four it doesn't weeks? matter. It, I mean, three cycles. Okay. No, that's interesting. And it's subject to change, of course, as they're collecting data on the way that the people are interacting with it. Yeah. 
Lev from Facebook. Shout out to our Facebook fans. Hey, Lev. Market is currently hot. Totem stock car passes. Driver explores. Lots going on. Indeed. 30 days. Is that somewhere or is that your speculation? But it makes sense because a moon, well, the moon cycles in 28 to 30 days and then other things cycle. All right, calm down there. Next thing you know, you're going to be trying to sell us your magic crystals. Let's see. Three 30-day cycles guaranteed. After the third cycle, they may do additional cycles of varying lengths. There we go. Thank you, Goldsmith. Okay, it is on the wiki. I missed that part. There we go. Thank you, Goldsmith, for doing better research than us. Very good. Be sure to check Goldsmith out. Are you still do Upland Cafe? You still in the Upland Cafe? He's still in the Upland Cafe, and he... Oh, crap. I got to lock down a time with him for tomorrow. <laughs> crap. <laughs> it's been... It's been a... It's been a hellacious week, um, just between work, fantasy football drafts. Um, I, I was initially going to stream with the ninjas tomorrow night. I'm like, dude, I haven't helped my wife put the kids to bed, and <laughs> and I go to bed and she's asleep. So doing five days of this in a row might not be the best. And then I know Goldsmith and I were talking about doing interviews, so and we were talking about Saturday, and I never got back to him. Podcast now, wow. Yeah, he, he does uh, full-length interviews, one-on-one, 60 to 90 minutes. It's pretty cool. Awesome. It's supposed to be interviewing Saturday? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hear NyQuil works. <laughs> yes. Pro, pro-parenting tips. Pro-parenting tips from Cheese. Is your kid kid bothering you? Tried NyQuil? And if you were an 80s baby, it was Domitap. Oh. <laughs> oh, I could taste it. I could it, it, I could feel it. <laughs> I feel it stick in the back of my throat. <laughs> Burns so good. Great Dimotap. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Next, next thing up to talk about. Let's get the next thing. For the record, knowing knowing the 30-day cycles, the three 30-day cycles is actually really interesting. I'm not going to be buying any more totems. Yeah. Uh, well, let me rephrase. Hold on. Before I – I'm not – I'm likely not going to be buying any more totems for this chapter. Like I think uh, I'll probably cap it at like three or four per. The other thing is one of our data sleuths um, – now, we don't know if this is how it's going to end or what – but I believe they said that um, 75% of the totems currently minted have been dragonfly and 25% have been tree, uh, palm tree. So that will be interesting to see if that is like, I, in my mind, I thought it would be 50-50 of both. But if one is significantly rarer than the other, it will be interesting to see if that means that they produce more or if it's just like a collectability thing. What will you do with the stem stuff? You're not getting stem right away. Your proton will become stem. And then that's life. Trees, animals, anything living. Yeah. So stem is the spark equivalent for living objects. So just how we need spark to create inanimate objects such as cars, buildings, um, and 
uh, I think they use it to like mint block explorers, ornaments, uh, outdoor decor, uh, map map assets, those things. We will need stem to mint things like trees. So water features, trees, trees yeah, stuff like that. Anything living. So yeah. it'll be it'll be for living objects. Yep. All right. Next thing. y'all and all y'all in chat all thirsty about your totem jokes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please. It rhymes. Garden garden around your totem. If you cut the grass, your totem will look bigger. And apparently cheese likes b- Mm-hmm. All right. NFLPA legit sales. Not happening. Not happening. Well, that's a little miss. All right. Who are – all right there. Um, oh, my God. I wanted to throw a dig at him, and I just spaced on his name. Who's our <laughs> – Nice, so. Doyle. All right there, Doyle. Calm down with the clickbait. Oh, like – Oh. Mm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> and then you got Dizzy in the back. <laughs> dizzy, Dizzy's like, ah. He, he did the whole old school, like, snap thing. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, just so the season started today, football's back. And then today, due to new mechanics with logistics this season, we're working with the NFLPA to get approvals as quickly as possible. However, we don't expect to have our first sale until a few weeks into the season. We'll have an announcement with specific dates and details as soon as we're able. That was the announcement released today. Um, I, I think they need to... It, it would have been better if they released an article with a little more details and a little more that they can explain because the legit mechanics have been changed for a while did they initially reach out to them is it a long process is is it a legal thing you know provide us the whys just not a a message the day that the season happens my guess is they can't i think that some of us um and i'm not going to talk about it because i'm just not going to but we we heard some activities that happened um, that might be affecting some uh, relationships with this. I don't want to speculate from that perspective, but it does make sense that that could be causing the friction here. I think the new mechanics, if I had to, to guess, are going to be relating to moving from a redemption process where you go to the stadia. I think they're going. I think they like the mystery pass system. Yeah. I think that has been. They wanted to do the bundles. I know they wanted to move the bundles because a lot of people don't understand. I would like to see them do both of them where you can go to the stadium and buy the players you want, but also for the inexperienced, you just get the bundles where it opens up like the stock cars just did. Yeah, so, I mean, that will be interesting how they, they change that. I mean, we're still waiting on the core, like, replica mechanics, so maybe there's something like if i if i was hopeful um i would be hoping that it's because they wanted to do something with the replica mechanics or that they wanted to do something with more likeness like there's a there's a tiny chance that maybe it's because they want they're going to expand the relationship and maybe they got the deal to do 
more like uh, the team logos and stuff. Who knows? I don't think that's it. Uh, the NFL owns the IPs to the team logo, so it would have to be a deal with the NFL to use those. I mean, imagine that they were in talks with them and said, hey, maybe we could, like, I think that that would be on this insanely optional, like uh, optimistic side. I don't think that's actually what's happening. That would be really cool if it was. I think reality is that there are some other things at play in that relationship. They are still waiting to figure that out. And I think they probably will tweak it to be more of the mystery pack because I think a lot of the mementos last year went unclaimed and unsold because it was so hard to get a price point that I think that they felt comfortable with. So I would not be surprised if they switched it to be like the mystery pass uh, process where you redeem it for like a, you know, a, a different thing. And that's kind of where they're going, it sounds like, is just doing the bundles. And the mystery help pass helps people to trade on secondary more. If you only buy what you want, the secondary market is greatly depressed. That's a good point there, Goldsmith. Yeah, and I think that's what they're, I think that that's what they saw very quickly, is that that kind of thing. Because players like me, I don't know enough to go in and strategically buy things, right? Like, so for a person who doesn't intimately know the sport, it's very intimidating, right? Like, I don't know anything about any of these sports that are going on. But if you give me a chance to just buy a mystery bundle where I can get something that's super cool and valuable, I'll probably do it. The great example is literally the first sale of Legits. I went as hard as I ever did for Legits because I could just buy those bundles and I got some ball, I got some footballs and things (laughs) that were really valuable that I was like, cool, I would have never known to buy this. So I think that the mystery bundle is really the way to go for collectibles. Oh, yeah. Best way to learn about sports is to gamble. I mean, I would think to research and or play the sport would be other opportunities. But sure. Maybe gamble. There, There is that too. Cheese was killing baseball. She was talking to us about that backstage last week. She's been mm. just killing it. That's not what Moneyball means, though. That's a different thing. <laughs> All right, moving on from there. MetaVentures Variety Legit Shop. They opened up. Get the sa- it. The same day that the totems, as the totems were selling and arriving in people's, and that, that was pretty cool. Even before everything was sold out, your totem passes were arriving. And then the Variety Legit Shops were opening up. They announced this two weeks ago-ish. And people applied, and they accepted the applications. They opened up, and they started processing the variety legits right away. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, the mechanics are there. So we're starting to see, again, once you get the baseline mechanics, being able to kind of, like, churn out, like, just, like, different styles of things from a technical perspective becomes a lot easier, right? You've already kind of solved your 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 big blockchain like minting issues how are you managing the assets especially for like legits which do not require like uh, placement on a property so it operates a whole lot closer to like block explorers and the other legits so it makes way sense that there's that I do need to find somebody who has one of these shops and I want to find some Shack. I want the, the dirt cheap 
Um, I want to find dirt cheap Halloween ones. I wonder how cheap the Halloween uh, ones are because I kind of want to buy them. Come to my shop. Shaq, where's your shop at? Detroit. I'm I'm literally, I'm going to fly there right now. Behind so, the curve. So here you go. If you are here, wait, are they doing, do they let you do like the thing where you sell at somebody else's shop? Yeah. So what is, um, I wonder how much people are trying to sell the, the, the old, I'll have to go look it up. But it, if, it depends. I've seen a wide variety on your spirit Halloween things that you really love. The spirit of Halloween things. That's so, and let's see, where would I want to fly to New York? I'm in Tokyo. You can, I think you can fly to Chicago from Tokyo. Oh, ORD. Nice. Boop. Wait, it's in Detroit. Yeah. Can you fly to Detroit? I don't think no. so. No. I think they just have a train station, but you can train right. from Chicago right. to Detroit. So I'll fly to Chicago and I'll get to Detroit. So, oh, go to International Terminal. Jeez, yes, go. Also, Upland, your CAPTCHA is going bonkers. Oh, yeah. Is it just, it's been is bonkers. Is it just me? No, it's been bonkers for a while. And, I, yep. Yeah. Absolutely right. Goldsmith Variety Shops were a fast turnaround, and there were no new mechanics, like Thank Me Later said. And you can just launch the Meta Ventures in weeks. And that that shows you once they have things figured out, how quickly they can turn stuff around. Uh, you still have a process with your ornament shops and your map asset shops. But they're still working through that. And But this, this gives you hope that as they iron out the technology behind these things, you're able to turn things around faster. Yeah. So if you are selling cheap spirit legits or want to sell me some cheap spirit legits, I will be doing all of my transactions through Shaktelin's legit shop at in nineteen five one two Livernois Avenue in Detroit. There you go. So if you if you are selling some cheap spirit legits, if you want to negotiate with me before you list them, please do, uh, because I don't know how much they're going for, and I don't plan on paying a lot for them because they're garbage, uh, but they're just kind of fun yeah. for me, for burners. I like using them as burners, so I'm buying them with the intent of using them as burners, so I'm not planning on paying a lot for them. So we'll go to Shaq's shop here in, in a little bit, but I did want to share this. Ooh, and aren't, and don't they sell totems there? Yes, the totem passes? passes, yep. Which is huge. Like, that is incredibly quick turnaround. I was shocked at that. MV Motors is uh, preparing something big. Look at all the basic common cars that they're just cranking out. Wow. What are the total mints on those? Um, that's That looks like a not, that looks like a more uncommon thing. That's series, so that's just a series T. Yeah, 150. That one's a little bit more. What about, like, Cause that you can tell it's to get the pickup. Like, what are the yeah, like that series four, series yeah, four, series four, three hundred men, three hundred. And there's probably what, uh, I mean, at least three colors, four, five colors, three, four colors. It's a lot of cars. Yeah. It's kind of cool to look at, honestly. Been a while since we had a had a sale. For cars, but yes, they're definitely cranking, cranking out the cars. 
Goldsmith is speculating that Upland announces stock car pro shops in the very near future. I could definitely see that for sure. That makes that would make sense. Headed to Shack Shop. Shack Shop. She should just call it Shack Shop, but that's the not Shack what she Shop. It. Shack Shop. Crown Jewels. Crown Jewels. Ooh. So f- oh dang! Get look, a girl. Look at that. That's some very Ooh. nice artwork. Some toss head artwork right there. That five dollars. Y'all are crazy. Get out of here. I'm not paying five dollars for that crap. Y'all are insane. Here, I'll uh where's the where's the filter? Usually it's right there at the top. Wait, five dollars. Oh, ooh, passes. Hold on. Two hundred ninety seven dollars. What's the cheapest you uh Upex one? Two eighteen. Looking like it. Man, this is cool. Yeah, I y'all are insane on these prices. I would love to know if they're actually selling it anywhere close to that. Because what would that five dollars in um Upex is what five thousand Upex? Yeah. I I wouldn't pay five thousand Upex for one. <laughs> I was thinking like I was thinking like five hundred Upex. They're garbage. <laughs> they don't do anything. Y'all are insane. So three day, well, good for you. I guess. I mean, that's insane. Um, they're they're burners, y'all. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're never gonna have any functionality. They're just kind of weird, cool things. I just, I I'm not financial advice because who knows? It could Upland could revive them and it could be worth a million dollars one day, and I could be completely wrong, but. Honestly, I feel some people call, sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah. They they are cool and it is fun. I don't know that I mean, who knows? Maybe that's it. Maybe I missed my opportunity. Maybe I should not have um maybe I should not have been just giving away as burners. They are they are interesting. They're just not I just don't foresee them having any functionality in the game um outside of like random like collecting things. Maybe they will become wearables. That seems very unlikely. What, there's no... Um, so here's the thing to keep in mind. From Upland's perspective, they're not. there's no incentive for them to do anything with them. They've already sold them. Their secondary market, they make a small percentage off of. If they were going... They wouldn't... There would be no incentive for them to invest development effort into making that into something more. It just isn't there. They would be making something new. Um, so I, I honestly, it is an OG legit. It's definitely collectible from a collectible from a collectible sake. I can appreciate that. And if that's what if that's how people are viewing it, and that's why they're not, um, and that's why they're there. Hey, that's awesome. Um, I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of. I had thousands of them <laughs> because they're meh. Anyway. Collectors you can bring to futures. Yeah, all right. Cool. Well, maybe I'll have to I'll have to up my game. Maybe I will have to. I'm not gonna pay USD for them. That's for darn sure. 
maybe I would pay a thousand upex for the blue ones. But even that, that seems insane to me now. But yeah, we were just giving hundreds of them away. Like that was all we had for burners for a long time. So absolutely. Um, so like, I don't know what the total mints on those are, but they're insanely high. I thought they were. I, I guess I haven't looked at them. The blue ones specifically. The other ones, the the Eldritch and the other ones for sure, I can imagine. Those are collectors, but the common stuff. This is so anticlimactic. You're anticlimactic. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So- Hey, apparently the audience completely disagrees with me. Apparently the Spirit Legits are the coolest collectible. They are worth more than wearables. They're worth more than NFLPA. They're worth more than than everything. So, millions. Thanks for going from one side to the other. I, I mean, I'm just, there you go. The audience wins. They've worn me over. They're they're invaluable. They are the most collectible piece of anything inside of Upland. If you do not have all of the spirit legits, you're you're so amateur. Rob Zilla says it best, sums it up. They bring all the girls to the yard. So if you indeed want all of the females of Upland to be up in your yard, you better get those. Don't you call me wrap it up, Dizzy. You get on here. <laughs> I will I will bring you oh. <laughs> uh, spirit how about you there you go oh uh, all right <laughs> there you go so the audience does not share the same view as you on these things oh i was directing you to round up all the uh there are so many blue spirits it will take a while to come around i burnt so many as burners during early blockies for sales keep keeping mint mint was 800 for blues oh it was 800 upex for one blue. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> God, what were we thinking? That's insane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Upland had our number dialed in back then. I can tell you that. <laughs> you couldn't pull that past me now. I'd be like, excuse me? What? <laughs> All right. So, also, don't forget the Upland Racing League has their Speedway Men Adventure up and running. 1100 Comstock Drive, Las Vegas. Nevada. So if you like supporting them, definitely go stake some spark to bring that to the game ooh, quicker. Ooh. Also, they have another race tomorrow. I got my money on KO. He's going to win the race. He's going to go from uh, worst to first this week. Yeah. You think, has he been training? He says he's been training. All right. So, so I'll take the long shot. All right. I'll, I'll take the long shot on KO. The, uh, the the mints of spirits were more than low NFL PA and more than low end FIFAs. Yeah, apparently I yeah I didn't realize that. That's really interesting. But at some point in the game, you're going to have high mint things because you're going to have a large player base. With I mean, you're at 29 cities already, and. People are going to be developing their yards and neighborhoods. So sooner or later, some of these things are just going to be common that everybody can dump in their yard. No, I think I think what Goldsmith is saying, like the the mint costs, oh, right? Yeah, the, the NFL PA like um, essentials were were dirt cheap, and the FIFA ones were dirt cheap. So I guess in my mind, the 
the other ones would have been, but maybe they weren't. Yeah. So. Uh, obviously they weren't because <laughs> we have the information. So yeah. interesting. I might have to up update uh, my, my uh, perspective on it. Good information. Maybe. Um, we will continue to update the Upland Fantasy League as it progresses throughout the year. We'll see how. Oh, yeah. When Dizzy loses this week. Is he playing you? Me. Week one, boy. There you go. About to get wrecked. <laughs> I don't even know what my team is. But apparently I did real good on auto-drafting per usual. So Yeah. And then, uh, yes, definitely check out the Upland Racing League. Follow us for the Upland Fantasy League as it goes into year four. Shaq's interview is up. If you did not get to see Shaq's interview with X1, that is up. Check that out. And if you're interested in playing some fantasy football on Sundays for $5 a pop, go ahead, hit me up in DMs. I'll get you the link to play that. And uh, and join all the other degenerates. I mean, if they're playing, if it's if it's head-to-head against you, it's easy money, so... I like that. Keep encouraging that. Keep encouraging that. Bring it. Oh, there you go. KO's been practicing. I believe it. All right, you gotta, I wouldn't put it. If the ninjas say that they're going at it, like I the my money would definitely be on the ninjas. They don't they don't mess around. Oh, and now he got over cocky, so oh, I'm not uh, sure. yeah. Mm, mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. You got anything before we get out of here this week? No, no, not, not this week. All right. Get your Halloween spirit legit so you can get all the girls in your yard. Uh, Apparently. Gambling degenerate. You're selling for Upex. Come message me. Let's work out a deal. <laughs> I want to buy them for Upex, but I, I'm not breaking the bank. Oh, Maybe I'm not. Maybe I should have just stayed in Tokyo. And now he's calling a shot. He says, Mass Chef is going down, who destroyed the field in the first race, and he's calling him out. So What? You get your legit. I don't know about Mass Chef. Like, I've heard his, like, the tales of him, like, his numbers. He's crushing it. So, like. Oh, yeah. If you're coming for the king, you better not miss. Like, whoo. Oh, dang, cheese. Right, Goldsmith? He sees no, right no, through no. you. So I don't. I know nothing about sports, and that's why I overly brag about my fantasy team because that's how nonsense fantasy leagues are, that the reigning champion of their league knows nothing about sports, doesn't watch any of the games, and barely knows how the system works. But all I got to do is go, which one's going to get the big numbers? Just put them in. Oh, great. And look, I win. It's not hard. All of the people that are over there like, oh, well, hold on, I think it's extra rainy in Detroit this week, so I'm going to put in this guy because he trained in with the SEAL team. Like, what are you – shut up. Just do the numbers. It's very easy. Like, y'all are doing spending way too much of your life trying to analyze this. And, like, you like, didn't do that playing Dungeons & Dragons growing up whoa, or building, hey, or building your magic deck or, or working your way through Diablo 4. Like, you were sitting there figuring no, no, no. stuff out. Those things take skill. So if it actually took skill, I would be oppressed. <laughs> also i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm a i'm a historically a very much um in like magic the gathering world i'm what what they call a net decker and that means that i don't waste my time trying to figure it out i just go online and go what's the best deck and then i build that deck 
I'm very good at playing the deck. So that is why, like, so no, I'm a net decker. I'm not sitting there like, mm, I wonder what, no, just give me the best cards. Let's go. I'll beat you at the game um, because I know my numbers. Just like I beat you all in Fantasy League last year. <laughs> Ooh. Goldsmith will sell you orange for 19K OPEX each. Wow. Um, talk to me. Let me go look at them. All right. People are now calling. I like it. People are now calling for the buzzer in segments of the show. It's great. <laughs> I like that. I love it. All right. Everybody be safe. Have fun. We'll see you out there in the metaverse. Until next week. Take care. The Upix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.